Here we go. Four, three, two, one. It is a Saturday, April 11th, 2020. There is a pandemic going on, but in lieu of that, it's your favorite PhD that will openly acknowledge you should not listen to his medical de- <laughs> medical advice, not using his degree, still even more so now, on the line with Mr. Fermi on the other side of the state. Fermi, are we safe? Are we, are we huddled up? Are you good? We're good. We're good. Trying to stay sort of quarantined and do nothing like the rest of the world. It's so depressing with no sports, though. It is. Um, it is, it's, it's hard to acknowledge the fact that, you know, um, you want sports because they bring you so much joy, but in the same breath, the conversation that's going on right now is, are are we even going to have them? How do we play them safe? Is it worth it? Is it safe to the college players? How are we doing this? What's your perspective on this? Uh, big picture, small picture moving forward. You know, as we head into the spring, I saw, uh, proposal about baseball doing um, uh, basically like a grapefruit league is what they're going to do. They're just going to play in Florida and I think it was Arizona. And yep. I mean, they're they're basically going to like quarantine their players and their staff uh, and no fans, no nothing so that they can play. Uh, I've seen some things about uh, college football making some arguments uh, about the fact that the, the sheer cost of of what it takes to run a season and the revenue, um, you know, that, that the, the, the college football makes a lot of money for colleges. Okay. The NCAA profits a majority of their money off the NCAA basketball tournament to my understanding. So, you know, I've read some articles about some, some colleges uh, and universities financially in trouble um, going into the fall here. They're transitioning to online learning. They're furloughing staff. I mean, there's definitely a bigger picture, but what do you think uh, broadly on a, on a macro level and then a micro level uh, about the, the events unfolding as they are? Yeah, so... From the sports world's perspective, I mean, already pushing the Masters to November, we should be watching the Masters as we sit here talking right now. Um, so Masters already taking the plunge to move it to November. The The British Open, the, the Open Championship is canceled. Not even They're not playing it in 2020. The only thing that is still going on from a scheduling perspective, from my awareness, is the NFL draft. And, of course, there won't be draft rooms like, like the conventional draft you would be watching or anything like that. But I do appreciate that the NFL is going to continue to have the draft. I think that's great. Um, and there are still free agent moves going on and trades and all of that. So um, NFL is sort of pushing forward full bore. And I, I like that it's happening. It's, I think they're doing it pretty safely. Um, obviously, all practices and all everything would be canceled, of course. But... I like that they're still moving forward with with what they can do. Um, it's sad when my DraftKings life is has resorted to virtual NASCAR racing and League of Legends. Oh, oh man, that's brutal. I was playing some Poker Stars here, and yeah, I was playing like Pot Limit Omaha, and we've been doing the weekly poker game, and it's like, like I I don't think my gambling accounts ever had this much money. <laughs> Because, yeah. like, I've been saving for March Madness, the Calcutta, the Kentucky Derby, the, you know, the Triple Crown in general. And then pretty much I use my coaching check 
towards my gambling for for the following year. Basically, I'm I'm 12 months ahead. You know what I mean? As soon as I get that check in March, you know that money uses me is used up across the the course of 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 the year, and I'm sitting there and I go, man, I I haven't done anything. I mean, it's it it's. It's a little painful for me, to be quite honest with you. I know. Do you think the college season is even going to happen? I, or oh delay? Just delay. Okay. Here is one thing I have steered away from in this podcast as much as I ever could. And that is the political aspects of things. Because, you know, I, I have come to accept differences and I, I can see why people vote a certain way and, and and I am aggressive I mean I am as far from a Trump supporter as anyone I'll just put that out there like I'll just I'll just lay it out there I, I do not support him I think Mitch McConnell's worse but that I'm not going to digress down that but I think uh, he's doing everything in his power to play to the uh, American quote, the American base, okay? Like, regardless of your party, there's a large, large group of people that love college sports. Regardless of your party, there's a large group of people that love the NFL, love Major League Baseball, love NHL, MLB. I mean, he's met with all of them, okay? He met with Vince McMahon. I mean, you look at the WWE, they had WrestleMania in their performance center. It, it was it, without a fan there. And it, it provided me some glimmer of, oh my God, that's just, it's just wonderful to see live action. You know what I mean? Even though it's the WWE, I, I can't, I cannot foresee them not finding a way to make it work. And I think that his pressure, like on the states to kind of self-govern, if you will, so I'd heard that like California, like Newsom was like, absolutely not. Like there's there's going to be people that are going to step in at some point for the best interest of their political career and then also the best interest of the people as a whole. And and some would say, well, those two are are directly uh they're they're directly uh they're 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 correlated. And I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. You know what I mean? I I, to, to some extent, like I just heard the governor of Alabama who is is like, you know, we're not California, but that was put out of context. But, you know, we're not other states, whatever. Say, if you if you don't follow the social distancing guidelines, we're not going to have this. Like they're almost threatening people through sports is what I feel like is happening right now. So that's why I, I have some semblance of hope. Like you think of how fast this hit us and then you think of how much further we've got till the actual season. So we have just hit April, May, June, July, August. That's four months. Even if they push the season back till after Labor Day and push things back, I, I, I would hope that people do the right thing um, they start to loosen guidelines. Like I was just in the store today and there is a constant PSA being played on in our giant eagles. Okay. And they're like, we are only letting so many people in. We are having one way, you know, uh, aisles that you're allowed to travel down. Please do not travel down the aisle this way. Look where you're going. Like there's going to be all these different kinds of new restrictions in place 
Okay. And I think that they're, they're trying to figure out the best way. Like, how do you fill a stadium? How do you still make it profitable? Who's, you know, advertisers are going to be clamoring now, even harder than they were before to get on the television ad space right now. Because if you have all these different channels that, that have all these different games on, it doesn't really matter. Now that there's a select group potentially that are going to be available because you're going to have way more attention of people right now watching television. I'm tired of watching the news. I'm tired of of seeing this this negativity. I'm tired of these press conferences that are being treated like a ratings grab because it's live television it's the and it's the only thing on when you're trying to get information. People need a release. So, long story short, uh in summation here, I believe that they're they're doing the best they can. These commissioners are probably trying to find the best possible way for this to succeed. I think that there's going to be probably some shifts in the way that conference play is done or the way that scheduling is done in the future, like where they're sending teams, how they're getting there. Um, and, and, and there's probably going to be some creativity that I can't even fathom. Like I wouldn't understand how they do it. But I'm optimistic to say that I think there's going to be sports but I don't think there's going to be fans. That's that's really what it comes down to. Like these these governors are going to come to the realization that they need this to happen on some level, but we can't put people in jeopardy. But then also there's there's this fight, which is oh, so you're going to have college athletes who are not paid go perform for people. You know what I mean? Like, can you hear that argument coming? Because I already hear it coming yeah, from me. Absolutely. I yeah. Mean, I, what do you think? I do- I think the le- I think the season will happen. I think four months from now is a long time. I know that this obviously could still be, it still will be um, something that that everyone is cognizant of in four months. But I think there will be a way that the season happens. I think all professional sports will be back on within four to six months. Actually, I think that's a reasonable expectation. I saw something. Still, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. You can go ahead. Go I was going to say still risky, but I, I do think that that's where we'll land in the next handful of months so this is like this is the equivalent i've seen right now and i uh, i follow um rufus peabody on twitter and, and he put out there uh some information about modeling and it's and they equated it to like when nate silver projected that uh trump had a one in four chance of winning the election and everyone's like you see it was only 25 percent. those models like no that's a gross misunderstanding of models like his model was the best model that had the best projection of trump winning and then you look at these models that said we have a hundred thousand to two hundred and forty thousand deaths now this model is now down to sixty thousand that's a good thing like models are supposed to be updated on a regular basis they're not supposed to be one and done like they're dynamic they're fluid there, there's so many other variables out there that come into play like if people weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing these models might be even worse right now but people kind of pumped the brakes and was like wow this is a legitimate concern like you don't want this i don't want this i i fear for my parents my parents are, are in the late 60s and early 70s okay i don't want that so i think that uh, fear is a phenomenal motivator and fear is a phenomenal detractor. And in this case, I think that people finally got the message like, whoa, we we have the power to stop this. Like, this is not the authorities above us. We're taking their recommendations and boy, we better see something that comes to fruition. And so for uh, that task team or Corona force or whatever they're called to come out and say, look, 30 days, 30 days, stay away from everyone. Our governor added, uh, you know, close down schools. 
I agree with it. I, I don't I don't think it's great for students, but I agree with it. You don't know. Like you could have a serious problem if a school district had someone come back in, they spread the disease, it goes. I mean, you could destroy local communities that way. So I think that um Time is is a wonderful, wonderful thing here for us right now. Time to take into April and May, June, potentially even July. You know, like I'm not even worried about my vacations anymore. Like that's so selfish and that's so like small picture. So I think that um, I, I think if people continue to stay vigilant, there will be a uh, a, 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 a season of some sort for these sports, but in the same breath for me, uh, just to just to bring the counterpoint, boy, if they come back too early or they um, underestimate the the severity of this moving forward, saying okay, here we go, we're gonna run this thing back up slowly but surely, and then it hits back again, then what happens? You know what yeah, I mean? Then it- yeah, then they're shut down. They're, they may be shut down for the season. Right. You're, you're, right. Yep. You know, so I, I don't know. What's the, what's the happy balance at that point? What What do you think about uh, sports teams playing with no fans in general? I, I mean, I think it makes a much bigger difference for college because, I mean, atmosphere is part of the reason why college sports are so great. Um, baseball, I don't think it matters – much at all until you get to the playoffs when people start really caring you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so it's all relative i mean the nfl would be a pretty big deal yeah the pirates are gonna have a net sum (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) i mean it's it's all relative and it really is dependent upon the sport but for college athletics just in general i it would be very odd watching just think about watching a march madness game with no fans and they're neutral fans half the time right um and it, it would be amazing. Um, it, it just wouldn't be the same. It would feel like you're watching a scrimmage or, or something like that. But um, I don't know. Coaches are coaches are pretty incredible. They can get people fired up for it. Players obviously want to compete. So I think the level of playing would not be be changed at all. I just think that you know the atmosphere would clearly take a hit, and and that's part of sports. A big part of sports. I. Uh... I, I will put this on record, which is insane for me, but I am cheering for this administration. I'm cheering for all administrations, honestly, to get this thing contained for 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 uh, for society, for civility, for for uh, for people in general. And I hope that they get a W and. Um, you know he you know he doesn't have my vote in november but um you know he'll have at least a vote of of confidence to say that you listen to the right people and 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 explained the appropriate information when it came time you know what i mean like the he's been in my opinion he's been the boy who's cried wolf and he's had a lot of crap come his way too and i can understand that and 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 the democratic side is just as guilty as as anything for some of the things that they have put out there as well um and i'm not in total agreement with them so um while i am not a fan uh, of of the president I, I legitimately am one of the ones that is pulling for him because it's all of us you know <laughs> you know what i mean like 
it it has to be you you have to cheer for the greater good right now because absolutely you you you, you have to i don't i don't want this to fail you know what i mean i want us to come through it and and what will happen anyways is the the normal political game anyways you know everyone's going to take credit for it it's going to be this one or he didn't do this or he didn't do this so fine so if if he gets through it and and gets us to a point where there's sports um i'll applaud him but you know he still won't have my vote and that's good enough for me so you know that's where i stand on it for me all right so so what do you think this means specifically for coaches that that are new to the job all the coaching changes you you know we we had talked about that let's shift back over to sports here that's a good transition um there's a lot of coaching changes. We'll, we'll go right to your boy, okay? We'll go right to Lane Kiffin. How about that? Uh, uh, what do you think? You think of someone like him who is a coaching social maven. He's been all over the place. And he steps into a Division One team that was, uh, you know, not horrible, but, you know, fought towards the end and is coming in right now and... You know, you think of someone like Greg Schiano, who's going back to Rutgers, and yep. then you think of well, like all the ones at the top of the list. Washington brings in someone who was the defensive backs coach before joining Peterson at Boise State, and you know, he's he's been there under Peterson, so he's got a pretty good grip on it. Mike Norvell going from Memphis, stepping up to Florida State. I mean. When you kind of fall into a team that has athletes or has a system there in place, I think you're going to find that they're going to be better suited than uh, some of the other coaches who may be getting their first crack at it. What do you think? I agree with you. I mean, definitely seasoned coaches are going to make the transition a lot easier. I do think with all this COVID stuff going on, I think these first-year coaches are, are at a big disadvantage, especially guys that are trying to put in a new system either offensively or defensively. Um, and if, if they are new coaches along with their new coordinators, then, I mean, if it's a whole staff turnover, there's going to be – I mean, they have a major disadvantage with no spring ball. Um, it's, it's huge. I mean, a lot of them started doing practices um, and maybe were just introduced to their teams and then for a month or two, and then all of a sudden this pops up and, you know, pretty much all school activities are canceled. So – um, one one guy that comes to mind is Mike Leach. I mean, he's coming, he's traveling from um, Washington State to, to Mississippi State and trying to put in a system that is pretty unique. Um, I know Mississippi State was going to sort of do an air raid, but more of like a read option mixed with, you know, a spread style. Mike Leach coming to Mississippi State, he's going to need his people and especially a quarterback. I mean, without a quarterback, his, his system is really going to struggle. So I think a guys like that, especially when looking at over-unders for team totals, um, I know it's very premature without, without really even knowing what's going to happen with the season. But those are the kinds of things I'm really thinking about right now um, for those win totals. Some of these names are uh, – it's unbelievable. Todd Graham is back at Hawaii. Todd Graham. I, mean, I know. I, what? Brady Hoke is back at San Diego State. Um, uh, where's the other one? Oh, Willie Taggart. You already said Shiano. Shiano. Yeah, yeah. uh, um, Willie Taggart goes over to FAU. Um, and where's the other one? Uh, Adazio from Boston College goes over to Colorado State. I mean, these yeah. guys, like, 
Well, you talk about just getting on a plane and just like, all right, uh, wherever the cheapest flight is, take me there. Like that's, I mean, come. This is the best that we can get for college football. I, am I missing something for me? No, you're not missing anything. I did take note. This is this was interesting, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about more a little bit more about it later. But Arizona State still has Herm Edwards, but he brought in Marvin Lewis, the ex Bengals coach, head coach, to be his defensive coordinator, oh. co defensive coordinator. So it's it's funny that some of these Greg Schiano was in the NFL as well at I think at Tampa Bay. So it's funny that some of these NFL coaches are coming back to college as well and pretty successful coaches. I so. think uh, Washington State getting Rolovich from Hawaii is probably, in my opinion, just looking at it, not not look really taking a deep dive other than Appalachian State, which again promotes another guy up through their uh through their coaching uh through their coaching uh you know um family yep. timeline right um yep. but uh rolovich with his with his run and shoot there out in uh out in hawaii coming out to uh basically take over you know the air raid over there in washington state i mean you, you would kind of think that it may, while it may not be as fast paced he's probably got a lot of similar talent on that team coming in right Absolutely. He's one of the guys. I actually like Washington State. Um, they're they're even money right now, over six wins. He's coming off a 10-win season, I believe, at Hawaii. And the Pac-12 lost a lot of talent um, to the draft. So uh, I, I like Rolovich. I think he can come in. And, and they, I think they were five and six last year under Leach. I think they can get six wins for sure, maybe even seven. Okay. I, I, I think one of the plays moving forward here is, and I can't believe I'm saying this because usually I like overs, but I think some of the best plays are going to be unders this year, in my opinion. And so we'll go conference by conference, uh, just alphabetically. And then if you have anything that sticks out or if you want me to tell you a total, I will. Um, in the American Conference, I'm looking at everyone's darling last year, East Carolina, and I think everyone's darling this year is going to be uh, Tulsa. Now, Tulsa's at four and a half. I'm not touching them because I think they're actually going to be half decent. Um, but East Carolina, looking at their schedule this year, I do not see three and a half wins on their schedule. They start um, at, at Marshall, South Carolina, Norfolk State. That should be a W. UCF, nope, Georgia State. They're at Georgia State, but... Probably should win there. USF, Navy, Tulsa, Tulane, Cincinnati, Temple, SMU. Find me two more wins in there. I just don't see it. So three and a half wins. And and I think that they played very well there at the end. If you look, we were kind of trying to tally some of their overs because they were definitely putting up points. I mean, their quarterback, I think it's Polar, or I can't I can't pronounce it. Um, but him and his number one wide receiver played high school ball together. They definitely have some sync there in the offense. I just don't know if they have what it takes on defense, as was shown last year. Um, I just and I just look at the AAC as a whole, and you look at the the games that are toss up games for them, uh, and that would be USF, Tulsa, Tulane. I just I I can't see them winning two out of three games there. It feels like they would get one, and especially because they're at USF, they're at Tulsa. They're at Cincinnati. They're at Temple. Tulane they have at home. They play Navy, but they've never really done well against Navy. And I know Navy is 
is they should be just as maybe now nah, they'll be a little bit down from last year. I mean, they, their defense played real well last year, so I, I just don't I don't see them getting to four wins. So that's one of my first early looks here is ECU under three and a half wins. I like it. So <laughs> if, if 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 I'm looking at the American, I I'm sort of drawn to either Memphis or UCF. I see UCF at ten and a half. I see Memphis at ten. Yes. I don't think both of them eclipse that number. Um, I I don't think either. Actually, I don't even think either may get to ten wins. Maybe one of them. So I'm I'm sort of leaning on taking the UCF under ten and a half. Um, I know they lost one of their best playmaking wide receivers to the draft, and he he really is what made the team go at the end of the year. Um, he was one of their lone bright spots when they sort of hit their cold streak. So that that's an early lean, of course. But I'm leaning UCF under ten and a half in the American. I I I would say that over over Memphis. I think. Um, uh, uh, let me pull up their schedule. Uh, I don't know. I think that that is high for UCF. I don't even have to thinking looking at Memphis. Memphis is under yeah. one seventy. Central Florida is one thirty. Ten and a half. Whoosh. Oosh, I don't know. That they, they, they seem a little inconsistent there. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't I don't think yep. they I don't think they have the what what I don't think they had what they I don't think they have what they had in years past. So I'll just leave it at that. Uh the uh Clemson Coastal Conference um sitting at eleven and a half over is minus one twenty. Unless you have some other thought, um is Clemson going twelve and zero? Is 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 always the question that comes up when you see totals that look like that. And then, is there anything else under the ACC that has your eye? Not really too much in the ACC. Um, I looked at the ACC. I'm Everybody's sort of mediocre, aside from Clemson, or bottom feeders. So, I'm probably going to avoid the ACC. Maybe when we get a little closer to the season, I may pull the trigger on something. I know D.C. lost a lot last year, um, and they're hovering at five. I was on their over last year and pushed. Um, but... As of now, I'm not going to bet Clemson. I just don't like the chance of them playing one bad game and then losing the over. I mean, you look at the rest of the conference. Boston College 5, Duke 5.5, Florida State 7.5, Georgia Tech 3, Louisville 7.5, Miami 9, North Carolina 8.5, North Carolina State 5, Pitt uh, 6.5, Syracuse 5.5, Virginia 6.5, Virginia Tech 8, Wake 4 6.5. I mean... You're basically saying this is this is a coin toss almost every single week except for Clemson. Exactly, and that's that's obviously very difficult to hit. Um, Virginia without Bryce Perkins, I mean, I, I don't know much about their backup because Bryce Perkins has been such just you know he's been in the lineup for for years. Um, I'd like to know a little bit about their backup quarterback, but they're they're expected to take a big step back if their quarterback can come in and perform. I, six and a half isn't a bad number for Virginia with that defense. Big t- uh, no, not Big Ten. Big Twelve. Oklahoma sitting at ten under two t- two ten, which is insane. Um, I looked at Texas Tech, just throwing out there my my little bit of a homer. Now I've I've gone through uh, four seasons of them losing, so uh, it, I guess it officially makes me a fan at this point. Uh, Jet Duffy's gone. He had some uh, uh, sexual uh, assault charges put against him, um, and then he transferred to Tulane. Didn't get in because of academics, went to Central Michigan, and then they looked at his background and said, no, you're out. 
they lost, uh, Z- I think it's Zishan or Zishan, uh, however you pronounce it, Henry, um, uh, or Dazon. I'm, I'm, I'm mispronouncing. I apologize. Uh, Henry at running back. They still have a pretty good receiving core. I like Wells, but six wins, whoosh, just seems a little bit, uh, a little, little tough. If they get to it, uh, they'll make them bowl eligible, but I do not see seven wins in Texas Tech's future. Do you have anything you're looking at in the Big 12? This is going to be crazy, and it's a bit of a hot take, but I'm actually looking at Kansas over. Ooh. They're three and a half right now. Um, Puka Williams is back, who's, of course, their, their star running back. At least I think he's back. Uh, I looked at their schedule. They open with New Hampshire. Then they go at Baylor, which is obviously going to be a loss, or at least you would think so. Then they're at home against Boston College at Coastal Carolina. So if they can go three and one out of their first three or first four, then they enter Big 12 play. They get Iowa State at K-State, Oklahoma State at West Virginia, and they get Texas Tech the second half of the schedule. I think they can win a game in conference. Um, I really like their offensive coordinator, Brett Brent Deerman, came in mid-year last year, hung like 47 on Texas. 38 maybe on Texas Tech like he was putting up points and the guys really love him as offensive coordinator they've bought into the system Les Miles is still the head coach and he's pretty good defensive mind I I like Kansas to turn the program around I just hope I'm not a year early Um, so I'm early lean three and a half I'd take the over even money by the way, the the appropriate pronunciation of that was Tazon. I apologize, Tazon Henry. Um, and as far as Kansas is concerned, I looked at that as a Tech win because of if you look at Tech's, uh, there I think there's a metric out there about luck. Tech's luck was horrible last year. Overtime loss against Baylor, uh, Kansas State giving up a hundred yard uh, TD uh, return for a touchdown. Kansas, that awful, awful game. They missed that field goal, and then it was like you know, butt fumble meets um, you know the Miami Dolphins uh, Dallas game where Leon, whoever it was, was that Leon Led again or was that just a lineman? No, Led had the fumble in the Super Bowl. Whatever. Right. I, I forget the butt fumble guy, the lineman, but the, yeah, the butt the butt fumble was uh, Matt Leinert. Um, and then Mark Sanchez, Mark Sanchez, Sanchez. sorry, wrong one. Mark Sanchez. Sorry, right. Right. Um, Matt Liner played for USC though, right? Yeah. 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 Wrong one. Uh, Sanchez was butt fumble. And then, uh, see how far we've been out of it. When you're not in it, you forget. Um, but yeah, just their, their luck last year was atrocious. And I think games like that against Kansas state, I'm sorry, Kansas boy, I hope they come out on fire against them. I, I really do. I like Bowman. Um, but who, who's it? Does uh, they still have uh, Puka Henry at Kansas, right? Puka Williams. Puka yeah, Williams. I'm sorry, Puka Williams. Jeez, I'm all over yep. the place. Um, he's still there. I think he's still there. He was a sophomore, a true sophomore last year. I think he's back, but um, who knows? Don't you think that you're? Don't you think a Kansas over is a very Boston College over of you last year? I actually, I do. Um, that's why I'm. I'm still on the fence there, but it's an early lean. But I, I want to see what happens with no spring ball. Like I said, that that's a really big deterrent, and it's somewhat new offensive coordinator. I think he coached last year like five or six games. Came in midseason was uh, was appointed offensive coordinator. So not ideal, but I know the guys love his system. Um, players want to play for him. They had a couple commits transfer into uh, Kansas because of him. So. 
I I like what they're doing there. Whew. Big Ten. Another one looks very similar to the ACC. Illinois 5, Indiana 7.5, Iowa 7, Maryland 3.5, Michigan 9, Michigan State 4.5, Minnesota 9, Nebraska 6.5, Northwestern 5.5, Ohio State 11, Penn State 9.5, Purdue 5, Rutgers 2.5, and, and Wisconsin 9.5. I do not have a play. I'm going to assume everyone's going to jump on Minnesota and Nebraska again. Um, and Ohio State over at 11, getting you 12 wins. I'd have to look at their schedule. I'm trying to get there. Any thoughts as I'm digging in here there for me? So I love the, the Greg Schiano hire at Rutgers. I just don't think they can get over two and a half this year. Um, he had two wins the first time he coached here, one win the second season. So he had three total wins his first two years. I know he's coming back, but – Amazingly, just a, a crazy stat. He was over 500, one game over 500 in his 11 years at Rutgers the first time, and he made six bowl games for Rutgers. I thought that was pretty incredible. Over 50% of bowls um, when he was there in the Big Ten. So I, I, I like Greg Schiano there. I, I know he recruits well. He already has a really good 2021 class coming in uh, for their standards, but I just don't think they can get over over two and a half this year their schedule is pretty favorable to them um they're at oh i'm sorry they're at oregon um and they're at penn state and i would have to believe they're going to get one out of two of those games if not both of them other than that all their challenging uh games are at home they have michigan at home um indiana who's kind of been on the rise they have them at home they have nebraska at home uh they're they're away where do they play Maryland? Maryland's a key. I think they, if, if they win that Maryland game, that would be... They're at Maryland. At, yeah, okay. So, And that's at the end of the season. So, ooh, who doggy? Interesting. The other team that sort of caught my eye in the Big Ten is Indiana. They, if I remember correctly, I glanced at their schedule. I don't have it in front of me. But um, I think they start out with with Wisconsin on the road. And then they play like six winnable games in a row they get i just i just looked it up they get western kentucky ball state both at home uh-huh. at UConn, uh-huh. home against maryland at rutgers home against michigan state who is is really struggling and they, they lost their coach um, mark d'antoni they brought in mel tucker so i could easily see them starting six and one and their win totals at seven and a half of course, the second half of their schedule is Penn State, Ohio State, Illinois, Michigan, and Purdue, mm-hmm. which is pretty brutal. But Indiana could be a play over over seven and a half. Ooh, dirty! Down to the old Conference USA. There is something that has jumped off the page at me. Uh, I Rice at five and a half. The over is minus one sixty. What? Uh, am I missing something? Did, did Rice get good and I didn't know about it? Because usually I pick up on these kind of teams for me. And is there something that I'm missing about Rice from last year, okay. uh, just on your radar? I know they did start playing well um, last year, but it it took a while. So I, I don't know much about Rice. I don't know about their offseason um, and who they have coming in. But, I, I mean, it's we got to track it. I would, I'd like to read a little bit more about it. Ready? Yeah. So they're so they're at Houston. Then they play Army, which remember that was a total sweat last year. Yeah. Uh, they're at, uh, they uh, play LSU. Then they play Lamar. Then they play Marshall. 
UAB, Middle Tennessee, Southern Miss, UTSA, La Tech, North Texas, UTEP. Okay, let's run through on our hand, roughly, the games that we think that they're going to win out loud. Houston, no, I don't think so. Army, they may be down, but I trust Jeff Monken. No. LSU, no. Lamar, yes. Marshall, at Marshall, I don't think so. I I don't think so. UAB, I don't think they have what they have, but I'll put that in the maybe column. Middle Tennessee, maybe. Let's give them a yes. Southern Miss, no. UTSA, yes. La Tech, no. North Texas, yes. Maybe? Probably? They're at North Texas, back-to-back weeks, so they go La Tech and then North Texas. Eh? And then maybe, so that's a maybe column. And then UTEP, sure, why not? There's four. That's like five. Like right there, even on the if I'm giving them one of the maybes, UTEP, North Texas, UTSA, um, Middle Tennessee, and Lamar. That's five. I what I and and it's playing to the over. If this gets to six for me, I'm taking the under. I might put I might put three units on the under. Like you know that old um, you know before uh, before they can learn how to cover, they have to learn how to win. In this case, I can't see them getting there in my opinion that's just that's just me yeah that's that's a that's a stretch but i don't know i i like i said i don't know much about rice i know they they started slow last year but then i think they did heat up so it could be you know sort of one of those they're starting to play in the system um I, they did have a i thought they had a coaching change within the last couple of years but maybe i'm wrong they did they did uh hold on let me get my book hold on i can get there i had them i had them start uh conference USA. Oh, went past them. Come on. They finished three and nine overall last year. Whoa. Uh Mike Bloomgren. I think he was uh where was he? Oh, they didn't list. It's the first time it's the second year there, so this is gonna be his third year. Why do I think he was a Wisconsin guy? Let me see. Hold on. Do you have any thoughts about uh, anything in the uh, Conference USA while I look this up? Uh, I, I really don't. Um, I didn't look too deep into the Conference USA. What do you think about Taggart? I, oh, I don't know, man. He Boy, did he struggle at Florida State. I'm, I think he'll... I do like that he is, for, him, for his own sake, I like that he is staying in Florida. So... At FAU, I think that's good for him from a recruiting standpoint. He may be able to swipe a couple of recruits that he had already been working for. Um, and if he can land a couple, you know, power conference style or type recruits at a mid-major, I think, I mean, he could have some success at Florida, Florida Atlantic. Um, and he's also taken over. Is He's the one taken over for Kiffin, correct? Correct. So... I mean, he's left with a program who's, who was pretty successful. Uh, so he, he landed in a good spot despite his his struggles at Florida State. Also, speaking of Florida State, Mike Bloomgren, who is the head coach for Rice, went there and wrong red and white team. It should have been Cardinal and white. He was at Stanford. My fault. Um, gotcha. So moving forward. Uh, let's see now. Independence. Ooh. Army seven, BYU seven, Connecticut three, Liberty six and a half, Massachusetts two, 
uh, New Mexico State three and a half, and then Notre Dame nine. Any thoughts on that? What'd you say about li- what was Liberty seven? Six and a half. Six and a half. I think they can get to seven. I like. I'm I'm a Liberty fan. I think they they're a fun team to sort of bet on um, and watch. They they sling it around. I think Calvert may have been a senior, if I remember correctly. I can look. Um, so I I don't know much about their their new quarterback situation. So I have to dig a little deeper in there. But that's a team that's definitely going to be on my radar. He was. He was he was a senior. I don't know. There's no, there's nothing really jumps off the page here um, at me as far as this is is Matt maybe BYU is BYU going to be better? Uh, they should be pretty respectable. I they they struggled down the stretch if I remember correctly. Um, they lost the whole game to Hawaii, I believe. Eh. Uh, but they're I mean talented. I I like BYU. Um, but I, I don't know if I'm going to touch him this year. I have nothing in the Mid-American Conference. I refuse to go back there after what happened last year. Yeah, I don't blame you. I'm, I actually, I'm, I'm not there either. Beautiful. Air uh, Mountain West, Air Force, 8.5. Boise State, 9.5. Colorado State, 6.5. Fresno State, 6. Hawaii, 6. New Mexico, 3.5. San Diego State, 8. San Jose State, 5.5. UNLV, 3. Uh, UNR. Who's UNR? Oh, University of Nevada, Reno, uh, uh, six and a half. Uh, Utah State, five, and Wyoming, six. Any thoughts there? So, I Boise is intriguing to me. Um, I may, believe it or not, take the under on that side. Uh, Boise lost their, their offensive coordinator to, to, Can, or to uh, Arizona State this year and quarterback's coach, and that's I think that's a big loss. I think Zach Zach Hill is that guy, and I think he him at Arizona State I think is is what that program needs. So I'm a huge fan of Arizona State, and we'll talk about that. Boise I'm looking at for the under, even though they have been completely dominant for a lot of years. But nine and a half is a big number. I might. This is like my SMU pick last year. I might play uh, Marcus Arroyo, who is up at uh, Oregon came in as UNLV's head football coach. Man, I would like to look at them and see what their offense does early in the year because they might be an over team later in the season, in my opinion, if he gets this thing going. But, I mean, he's got home games against Wyoming, Colorado State, Fresno State, which is down again. Uh, Nevada is not not that great. Three wins? Mm, that's that's a little juicy. I mean, their non-conference is ugly. California, La Tech, Arizona State, and Iowa State. Nope. And then they go into San Diego State. Nope. But when they get in there in, into their conference, uh, deeper into their conference schedule, there, I don't know. That's that's a little juicy. That 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 might be uh, that might actually be an over for me. I'm not sure. Y- Utah State, boy, that seems high. Boy, that seems high. Five. Oh man, I don't know. Yeah, and they're losing Jordan Love too. Right, so, right. Big voicemail there. If you had, if if you had to definitely pick a team, Air Force at eight and a half or Boise State at nine and a half, who would you go with? I would take Boise under right now. Um, I just glanced at their schedule. They got Georgia Southern at Air Force. They get at Marshall, at Hawaii. Just talking road games at New Mexico and at Wyoming. And then at home, they get BYU, UNLV, Utah State, Florida State, and San Jose State. So um, we'll see. I 
I, I just, I'm not a huge fan of Boise this year. And I, I really think the offensive coordinator is a big reason why. Um, but we'll see. They, they seem to reload, and I know they've been successful just annihilating that conference. Let me see Hawaii's schedule real quick, because I hate Todd Graham. <laughs> I cannot stand him. Uh, let's see now. At Arizona, after that debacle last year, remember that? Oh, my. Yes. Um, oh. UCLA comes out to them. Fordham. Fordham's actually not bad in uh, in in what is that FCS? FCS, yeah. Uh, at Oregon, then they've got Nevada, New Mexico State. Um, I don't know what is that six six over minus one thirty. Boy, if that gets to six and a half, I would go under. I have no faith in Todd Graham at all. I think he's, I think he's poop. Uh, that's just mine, you know. Going from uh, Tulsa to Pitt to Arizona State. Ugh. Blah. Anyways. Uh, let's talk about Arizona State here now. We've got Arizona 4.5, Arizona State 8, Cal 7, Colorado 3. Wow, have they fallen off. Oregon 9.5, Oregon State 5.5, USC 8, Stanford 5.5, UCLA 5.5, Utah 8.5, Washington 8.5, and, and Washington State 6. You said you had some plays there for me. What are you thinking? Yeah, so I, I really like Arizona State this year. I was on them. I was on them last year, and they they converted this year. Brought in a new offensive coordinator. They brought in Marvin Lewis as their defensive coordinator from the NFL, who is obviously very good friends with Herm Edwards. Antonio Pierce, defensive coordinator, also they have a co-defensive coordinator. He's from the NFL, um, but he has been the last two years. He's been Arizona State's linebacker coach. I love that there's so many NFL minds in here from a recruiting standpoint. And Herm Edwards is a great coach, very underrated. Jaden Daniels last year, true freshman, really came on to, came in very, very well. Um, he was a star by the end of the year. The one thing I don't like is they, they lost a lot of offensive linemen. Um, I know they've, they've had a couple transfers come in, which is a really good sign. And one other just fun tidbit. Chad Johnson Jr. is a true freshman wide receiver this year. So it will be interesting to see if he gets any time or, or makes a splash. So you like uh, uh, Herm's uh, – uh, no, I'm sorry, Marvin Lewis coming in. Oh, I do. I think Marvin Lewis is a really good I – mean, he was at, – at one point, I think he was the second longest tenured coach in the NFL with one team. I think it was Belichick and then it was like Herm Lewis. Or Marvin Lewis, so um, he he he's a very good defensive coach. He just could never really win the big games at the NFL. But um, I think him with Herman Edwards, I I really like the combo, and they're they're both great football minds. What do you think of Washington State? Ah, mixed feelings. Um, Gordon is gone at quarterback, so there are five guys sort of competing for the quarterback job. Rolovich knows them, but has seen very, very little of them playing. I read an article about this. Um, but I like Rolovich in general coaching quarterbacks. I, I don't think they're going to miss much of a beat um, with with the style of play and the offense. And I think they'll come in um, and he'll be a winner. I just don't know if it'll be right away. So I do like them, though. They're intriguing. I, I was looking at their number. I may go over it's even money over six right now. Right. Utah State should be a win. Houston, 
could be a coin. I'm, 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 I'm not sure how deep Houston is. Idaho should be a win. Oregon State uh, should be a win. Uh, Cal, Utah, at Stanford, Arizona State's up there. Uh, Colorado, they're at. That should be a win. UCLA, eh, it's going to be tight. It would be, it's definitely going to be tight for them. That's for sure for me. Oh, and now finally. Oh, no, wait. We have two more. Thank God. Uh, the Southeastern Conference. I am just going to jump right to it for me. Tennessee, seven and uh, a half. Over, over is minus 160. Oh, uh, that's... I'm, I'm going under. There's not even a... Just for retaliation or, you know, <laughs> from last year. I think we need to go under. So, let's look at this. Charlotte is is at them first game. Then they play Oklahoma. So it's one and one. Then they play you, Furman. That's two and one. Florida, yes or no? They'll lose to Florida. Two and two. Missouri, who killed us? Kelly Bryant killed us last year. Yes, he did. Horrible. They'll probably beat Missouri. So that's three. South Carolina? That's a toss-up. Okay, we'll leave that in the air. So we've got three wins. No, yeah, we've got three wins right now. Alabama, no. Arkansas, yes, there's four. Yep. Kentucky. Likely. They'll beat Kentucky. Five. Georgia. No. Troy. Probably a win. Six. Unfortunately. Vanderbilt. So, yeah. Seven. So it comes down to it comes down to can they beat South Carolina? Yeah, and they got to win all the games that they're expected to win. And the way they started last year, that was the opposite of what happened. Oh my god, that's that still eats me. It was only a hundred and twenty bucks, but it kills me on the inside. Kills me. Ugh, hated. Yeah, that. I mean, I I think they have some pretty clear losses. I think Oklahoma, Florida, Alabama, Georgia. I don't know that there's any way they can win those, four, you know, those games. So I think their ceiling is eight. I really do. Ugh. And that's with everything else going right. So I like the under. Alabama ten and a half, Florida ten, Georgia ten, LSU nine, uh, Mississippi State six and a half, Texas A and M nine and a half. Any thoughts? Not, not really. Um, I'm. I'm probably only going to play Tennessee in the SEC. Um, I like Mississippi State under, but I don't think I'm going to bet it because the line really isn't that favorable. Um, I just don't think Leach can come in and win right away. I think it's too much of a system-driven offense. But aside from that, I mean, that's, you know, I think Mississippi State would be the only other play, and I would only be consider that if the line moves. And finally... The old Sun Belt, one of my favorites. App State ten, Arc State six, Coastal four and a half, Georgia Southern five and a half, Georgia State five and a half, Louisiana Lafayette ten, Monroe four, South Alabama four, Texas State three and a half, and Troy seven and a half. I heard the Bear was on Coastal Carolina. Uh, he liked them over uh, four and a half. Um, I don't have enough information. They're they're just so inconsistent. I, I don't know if I can agree with that. And then Louisiana uh, definitely has uh, Lafayette definitely has a, a real solid team. They're definitely going to give App State a run for their money. 
Yeah, they they can run the ball with the best of them, man. They're they're tough. Yeah, they figured it out. You know what I mean? Like, don't try to be cute. Just get in there and just be as basic as you can be, and you'll you're gonna get seven eight wins in that conference if you don't have something that. Um, you know, can just fall apart at the seams and then just go go to hell in a handbasket. And they definitely, for sure, like Texas State was everyone's darling last year. Even I like to play some of their overs. Maybe they'll be a little bit more of an over team this year. Um, but oof, I don't know for me. Nothing really jumps off the page at me there either. Yeah, same. I'm I'm gonna probably fade the Sun Belt. So top four coming out for me. P- predictions here. Oh, I don't even. I haven't even given that much thought. I, uh, I think I mean Ohio State has to probably be my favorite. Them or them or Clemson, even more so than anybody in the SEC. But I just because both teams obviously reload. Uh, Clemson plays nobody, of course. So they would probably be my top two. I would struggle with three and four. Bam would be up there, of course, but I don't know. I, I think Georgia's definitely in contention. Um, I don't disagree about Ohio State. Uh, I, I just wonder Oklahoma's if... sort of the class of the, the Big 12, I guess. Right. I, I, but if I, if they have a loss, you know what I mean? And, and I don't really... Do you, do you really foresee anyone coming out? Like, I wish the Pac-12 was what it was last year, this year, because I think that they would jump over a, a one-loss Oklahoma with whatever their one-loss team would be. I don't know. Class uh, situ- yeah, I, I don't. I haven't seen any like even polls or anything where you know preseason number one or anything like that. But um, I think we've sort of hit the nail on the head with the, with the top teams. Any uh, any thoughts headed into the draft? I have nothing on the NFL. I, I have not paid attention. Anything not too much. Not too much. I mean, I think Burrow's a lock at number one, um, just because just because of the needs. Um, and but I'm I'm really anxious to see where Tua goes. And Jalen Hurts. They're two guys I'm just intrigued about because they could be all over the board. So um, we'll see what happens. I think Chase Young has to be a clear number two. But aside from that, then it gets a little fuzzy. I think the draft could go a lot of different directions. I got nothing on the draft. Nothing at all. Um, I'm just really hoping for college football. I'm still in in disarray after the uh, no March Madness. That That one took my heart. Um, but other than that, I, I don't know. I think the Steelers don't even have a first round draft pick, so I'm not even really paying attention to it. They got Mika Fitzpatrick from the Dolphins, so they traded for yeah. that. So there was that. Who do you cheer for in the NFL for me? I'm a Packers fan. Oh, okay. Okay. Wait, don't they have a new head coach? Um, no, that was last year. No, they don't. Yeah, that was last year. That was last year. Or, yeah, he did a good job last year, so. I'm excited to see that. And I'm really excited to see uh, the Tom Brady situation in Tampa. I'm, I'm so mixed on that. I think it's great that he left New England. and he, I, I actually want him to do well. Um, I wasn't a huge Brady fan when he was in New England, but I'm glad he's sort of out on his own to prove him wrong and give he, it another go. So he def- I actually don't find him on Tampa. We'll see, we'll see if it's enough. I just don't know if their offensive line is good enough. Do you think he has better weapons in Tampa right now than he did last year in New England? I do. I do think that is a fact. I don't know if the offensive line 
will allow him to use those weapons. So. I thought Jameis Winston was hilarious. He was like, yeah, well, if they're going to replace me with Brady, I think that's a compliment to me. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, yeah. Did you see? I, I don't know if it was if it was fake or not. I I couldn't tell if it was a parody site or. But I saw something that said that Tom Brady is trying to uh, copyright Tampa Bay and uh, Tampa Brady. <laughs> oh my gosh! I hope it's true. I hope it's true. I I don't even know. Looking into the NFL season, um, really until after the draft to really take a a a, a dive into it. Of course, I really haven't played a lot of NFL. Anyways, I've done horrible. You did a lot. You, didn't you do well in NFL last year? Yeah, I did pretty. I did pretty well in NFL last year. Um, I did better in NFL than college last year. Oh, we sure. we have to swing you back upwards. The pendulum has to swing for me. Yeah, well, it doesn't have to. That's where you get into trouble. But um, maybe I just. Have- Maybe I just really wanted to for you. How about that? Yeah, let's do it. And then finally, we w- I would be remiss if I didn't say, how are you holding up with no FGC? Oh, that was that was rough. So we have it rescheduled, but I, I, to be completely honest, I think it's a low probability that it happens just given the situation. So it's the end of May. I don't think it'll probably be safe enough to go by then so so it, it may just get punted a little bit and we may have to have now i uh, asked carl and them okay so if this if this does get punted as in your terminology till next year does that mean next year you guys go even bigger i don't know i don't know we the the group did a really good job planning an entire trip so we sort of have one set up to go the question is where where will we land next year so I don't know. That's that's a decision for, I guess, really twelve of us, um, or you know, the board, if you want to want to say that. Yeah, so. Yes, I saw that spreadsheet. Yes, that was that that was interesting. Um, well thought out and well planned. I did feel bad for you guys, but I'm happy that that uh, Stritz is safe. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. So, um, but I'm not gonna lie. I thoroughly enjoyed this podcast for me. I don't know about you. Same. I appreciate it. I'm glad to talk sports because there's not much else happening. I right. found myself watching a, a simulated Madden game the other day, which is just very depressing. I so. watched uh, Ohio State Cincinnati on uh, ESPNU this morning <laughs> from last year yeah. to give me something. It was nice. What a digress. We were we were all over the place. A little bit of a little bit of safety, a little bit of politics, a lot of bit of sports. I'll take that for me. I'm pretty happy about that. Me too, man. I appreciate the invite. We're going to get back at it once sports resumes. So. All right. Well, let me let me take us out here. So for everyone out there, as, as you have heard probably over the past 57 minutes and now 55 seconds, we hope that everyone's staying safe and we hope that hopefully this will be a welcome distraction to get you thinking about sports coming forward here. And again, we're all pulling for the, uh, the, 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 good, of the, the good of the shield here, the good of everyone, not just here in the United States, but uh, across the world as we've got friends and listeners um, that that are out there, um, you know. Hopefully, you're staying safe as well, and hopefully, yours, you and yours, and your family are, um, you know, riding this out and staying vigilant. And we hope for the best, and we're gonna keep pulling for the best, because uh, in this case, more more so now than ever, uh, it's only a problem when you're losing. Everyone, stay safe, and hopefully, we'll talk to you guys here in the near future.